Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $24.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 877-499-MY-TV that's 877-499-MY-TV cancel the cable cut costs and get more call now 877-499-MY-TV to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Now, my co-host, Bruce McGowan, had to take care of his daughter this morning, so he won't be joining us today. But uh, we are going to have a special guest uh, expected in the next segment, David Caval, or, or Cavill, excuse me, uh, the Oakland A's president. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about baseball and uh, what's going on with the Oakland A's. We're also going to talk to him about a pro baseball league that he started back in 2003 called the Golden Baseball League. We want to find out more about that. Also, David was involved in helping the San Jose Earthquake Soccer uh, build their stadium. Ought to be very interesting. Also, with the Oakland A's, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, they're having big challenges in Oakland trying to find a suitable place for a new ballpark. And although the Coliseum's been uh, revitalized, it's uh, still kind of one of those stadiums where I think everybody wants a new one. Um, but the, one of the challenges is the fact that the uh, Coliseum right now is close to uh, Bay Area Rapid Transit, and it has good parking. And... Land in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, as most of you know, is very expensive. So uh, it'll be interesting to find out um, from David's perspective, you know, what the Oakland A's are thinking, because especially the fact that uh, the Oakland Raiders are about to move to Las Vegas. So um, it'll be very interesting to talk to him about that. Also, he had a book called The Summer That Saved Baseball, about him traveling to 30 parks in 1998. And I want to definitely uh, hear from him uh, about that book and why he called it The uh, Summer That Saved Baseball. So this uh, segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 7.5% secured by real estate, mostly real estate in the San Francisco Bay Area. It doesn't get any more conservative than that. You need to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Nestled off the coast of Northern California and deep in the Redwood Forest, Sonoma Canopy Tours is a high adventure and completely unlike anything you've ever experienced. The guided eco-tour includes multiple zip lines, sky bridges, a majestic spiral staircase, and a rappel to the forest floor. You'll be immersed in the unparalleled beauty of the world-famous California coastal redwoods. Call 888-494-7868 or go to SonomaCanopyTours.com. Why pay membership fees to a gym when Gym Guys can bring the gym to you? Gym Guys, that's guys with a Z, is a mobile personal training company. No equipment? No problem. We bring a van with 365 pieces of equipment to your home, office, park, wherever you like to give you the highest quality personal training session. And our first assessment is always free. Imagine not having to go to a gym. We come to you. We provide convenience as well as customized and creative workouts in the setting of your choice. Anywhere from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. Our vans travel all around Marin with state-of-the-art equipment. And unlike gyms, we don't have membership fees. We work with all ages and abilities and can provide any type of workout from yoga to kickboxing, kids' sports programs to prenatal and postnatal fitness for moms. Check out our website at gymguys.com. That's gymguys, with a Z, dot com. Or give us a call in Marin County, 415-448-8100. That's 415-448-8100. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown, your host. Now, earlier I said Bruce wasn't going to be with us, and David Cavill. Is it Cavill or Caval? It's actually Cavill. Cavill, like gravel. gravel. Yeah. That's, right. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay. Uh, we thought he was going to be on, but we kind of flip-flopped. Uh, David could not join us at the last minute, but Bruce could join us uh, from home, so that's why he sounds like he's uh, not in the studio. Uh, but, Bruce, welcome to Sports Econ 101. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm actually I'm not sick, but my daughter is, is fighting off a bad little virus. And uh, being the good dad that I am, I don't have to work till this evening at the radio station. So... Um, you know, I'm hanging out with her, and right now I'm hanging out on the deck and enjoying a beautiful Northern California spring day. It's absolutely gorgeous. You go. Actually, you do sound like you have a little touch of something. Yeah, you know, I think it's from 
I started this job at, uh, can I mention the radio station? It's uh, a KCBS in San Francisco. It's the all-news station. I'm doing the sports updates from 7 to midnight, and I haven't been working in a building that has um, air conditioning oh, yeah. uh, for a, a while. Time, you know, yeah. the, la- the last time I did that was a few years ago, and your body just doesn't uh, seem to react to it very well initially. It's like being in a giant airliner. So oh, yeah. the um, upper respiratory uh, is kind of messed up a little bit. But, uh, you know, I have to drink a lot of uh, tea and, and uh, take some honey. It's It's funny because most broadcasters don't have this problem, but it's because I have not been in the studio that much. Most of my freelance work has been out in the field. And so because I haven't been in a enclosed environment breathing recirculated air. Oh, yeah. yeah I know, because you're usually out uh, in, in the, enjoying the surf or with uh, Gus uh, doing some uh, hiking. Well, also, I've been, you know, covering a lot of games and, uh, you know, doing a fair number of freelance projects. Not a lot, but enough to keep me out of the games. And now that I'm back to working full-time at the radio station, it's just, it's a, it's a different lifestyle. I think most people, you know, I did this for many, many years, and I think most people who have jobs that are in offices understand that, you know, that's part of the deal, that they don't seem to really notice it. But I can tell you that um, it, it's not a healthy environment to be breathing a recirculated air. I, it's too bad that downtown buildings no longer have windows that open up, but I guess <laughs> years ago some people were jumping, jumping out of them out, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that, that's apparently that's why in Las Vegas they don't. Is that have, right? Yeah, say, and they don't have clocks because they don't want people to watch the time. Of course not. Of course not. Maybe an interesting side. I don't want to get us on a sidetrack here, but have you ever noticed? I went to a, you know, uh, about seventy miles north of the Bay Area, um, up at, at a place called Cash Creek. Oh, a few years ago to do a uh, radio show with a guy named CC Sabathia, who you probably have heard of, is the great pitcher with the Yankees. Yeah, local boy, Cleveland. Yeah, local guy from Vallejo. And uh, Dennis O'Donnell, a local sportscaster, invited me to be one of his guests along with CC Sabathia. And the, part of the deal was we get to stay at the casino overnight. And it was interesting. Being in that casino, literally could not tell what time of the day it was or if it was at night. Yeah. The windows were blacked out. And, yeah. and you're right. I mean, they want people to, to just be totally consumed by, you know, that table oh, that's on or, you know, that, that uh, roulette wheel or, uh, you know, that that uh, poker game. Yeah, they don't want you to stop and go, oh, i got to go to dinner. i got to meet this person. i got to catch my air airline. You know? they, don't mind if, they don't mind if you stop for dinner as long as you eat dinner in the casino because they usually have pretty good food in those places. Yeah, they do. So it, they, and they it's not do cheap anymore. Food. Yeah, they do. It's amazing how expensive. You should, I remember the old 99-cent special uh, for you know steak and eggs. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah well, you know, it's a long gone. time ago, and uh, you know things are a lot less expensive today. Uh, a lot more expensive. More, a lot more expensive, yeah. Like, By the way, is it CC? Sabathia or Sabathia? Yeah, I think it's actually Sabathia. Sabathia. Okay, that's that's yeah. how I've, I've always yeah. remembered them. I, I know it's pronounced sometimes Sabathia, but I think it's Sabathia. Sabathia. Yeah. Anyway, we we only only way we'd find out is to actually talk to him directly. <laughs> yeah, and how he wants to get it pronounced. Yeah, like Caval or Cavill. Cavill. I, I, and it's so. funny because I I've never I've, I've I've had a friend. I have a friend last name spelt the same way, but uh, he he pronounces it Caval. Yeah, well, I think it's a French name, or it sounds maybe it's not a French name. Maybe it's an Eastern European name. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely European of some sort. Whether it's French or European, you know, somebody will have to tell me. I don't know. Yeah, because where does David come from? Well, David went to business school at Stanford, uh, and he his most recent job. Uh, this is we're talking about the president of the Oakland Athletics. His most recent job was running the. Um, North American Soccer League, uh, San Jose Earthquakes, and he helped to get a stadium 
built for the earthquakes. A beautiful stadium. I think it's called a Via Stadium. It seats about 20,000, and it's just, you know, soccer in this country is not big time. People follow soccer, but they follow the Premier Leagues and the Bundesleagues and the Liga Italia and the Spanish Leagues. But they do follow, uh, a fair number of people do follow the NASL, uh, which is kind of like minor league. And But, you know, certain cities have really nice little followings. Like San Jose gets you know, 18,000 fans a game in this little stadium, and it's a great atmosphere. And the quality of soccer is pretty good. It's like you know, it's like Triple A baseball. Um, that's the equivalent of it. Well, I got to think that it has to do with a lot of the immigrants from. Uh, no, you the know, Latin no, American I countries. don't think it's that at all. Really? I think Americans. Okay. I think there are a lot more Americans that are really into soccer nowadays. Uh, all the kids that are playing the sport, all the parents who's, who played the sport in the seventies. I mean. Uh, it, the sport really took off in this country in the 70s. It's not a TV sport in terms of ratings, but then again, it is, because if you look at what um, ESPN is doing and some of the other networks now carrying the Premier Leagues and the German Leagues on regularly and having regular uh, soccer programs that are based in Europe with huh. European announcers, uh, it's amazing how popular soccer has become in this country. It's, it's never going to supplant football, baseball, basketball, um, in this country, maybe not even hockey, because it has its roots don't go back as far. But it it has right. a huge following. It's just not it's not a good TV sport um, if you're a casual fan. If you're yeah. a hardcore fan, any sport is a good sport on TV. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, they, we hard. I don't think hardly anybody played soccer. Yeah, well, uh, I think I remember when I was 18, going to high school, we had our first soccer team uh, that was actually part of the athletic department in 1970. And I think that's when it really started. Pele came to the United States yeah. uh, on some exhibitions in the in the late 60s from Brazil with his great Santos of Brazil team. And then the North American Soccer League actually started uh, in the mid-60s. There was a pro league, and they brought over some of the big names um, later in the 70s and 80s. They brought over Franz Beckenbauer. And of course, I mentioned Pele, and you know there were a Kyle, lot of other Kyle Rote Jr. Right? Names. You know these guys were over the hill. Granted, Pele wasn't over the hill, no. but some of these other guys were. Well, and then uh, was it Kyle Rote Jr.? Right, his yeah, dad, his no, dad he was, was a his, race car his driver. Dad, uh, was uh, the guy that, of course, worked in television and also was a New York Giant. Uh, Tobin Rote, who was a great. Uh, member of the New York Giants teams in the 1950s. His son, Kyle, was a terrific uh, soccer player. Soccer just has never had the kind of widespread appeal because it's not a good television sport unless yeah. you're a hardcore fan. But you go to any other part of the world, you know, whether it's um, uh, Europe or South America yeah. or parts of Asia, and soccer is huge. There's, there. just, there's just not enough scoring, you know, well, <laughs> I, me. Americans, I think Americans, once they get into the game, they'll understand the subtleties of it. I mean, I covered a lot of North American soccer league games when I was working in Portland and Seattle. Uh, they had very good teams up there, especially the one in, in Seattle. They, they were um, usually winning more than they were losing, and they drew about 25,000 a game. And if you go to a game, and it's a pretty easy game to understand the subtleties of it, but it's it's actually a lot. It reminds me in, in some ways of hockey. Hockey's yeah. a, sort of a speeded-up version of soccer, the yeah. same idea. You know, put the puck in the net, put the ball in the goal. It's it's exciting, uh, but you have to you have to go to the game. You have to, to talk to the people who play the game. You have to appreciate it. And I think to a certain degree you have to play it a little bit. I didn't play very much of it, but I played it a little bit. So yeah. I, all that comes into play. I wonder how... Uh... Uh, you know, comparisons of, of Pele to today's players, you know, how like they say, well, you know, could Babe Ruth play in today oh, yeah. against today's players? And, and probably Pele would be right up there. 
Oh, no question. I mean, it's, it, it, Pele was the Babe Ruth or the Hank Aaron or the Willie Mays of yeah. his time. Uh, and, you know, it's, I think he just turned 70. And he's had some health problems, but he's doing all right. You know, he's quite the, uh, he, he's almost a mythical yeah. figure, and he's almost like a, a pope. When he shows up, it, it's, it's, it's really like royalty, you know, showing up. And he's just, I've never actually interviewed him, but I've been in his presence. I've been to a, I, when I worked in New York City back in the early 80s, the New York Cosmos were yeah. very popular. They drew about 50,000 a game at, at uh, Giant Stadium. And Pele was their centerpiece. And after yeah. games, you know, he would hold court, and uh, sometimes with a translator and sometimes in broken English. But uh, there was an air about him very similar to the kind of air that uh, you had around the people like uh, Michael Jordan or yeah, exactly. Joe Montana. You know, they, yeah. there was a greatness about hey, that. Hey, hey, Bruce, now I know yeah. you're not in the studio, but believe it or not, we got to cut to a break here. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I, I know. <laughs> Usually you're here watching the clock with me. Okay. Yeah. So here's our first trivia question. Who is the only coach to win both a Super Bowl and a Rose Bowl? All right. Stay with us. Sports Econ. Like Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back. Okay. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a TOCO plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call TOCO at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit TOCOWarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? 
but it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit, but you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Well, welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here and my favorite co-host who is on the phone today, Bruce McGowan, usually in the studio, but today he's taking care of his sick daughter. What a good daddy he is. All right, here's our first trivia question. Who is the only coach to win both a Super Bowl and a Rose Bowl? Wow, you know, I was late. I was thinking back, Edward, to, you know, people like Vince Lombardi and Chuck Nolan, Bill Walsh, and, um, you know, guys like that, uh, Don Shula, but none of them coached uh, a team in the Rose Bowl, as far as I know. It had to yeah. be somebody fairly recent. Talk to me about any pre-1980, and I can get... I got you. After about 1985, I start. Isn't it weird? The closer you get to the present, the hazier I get. Well, well, it, well it? okay. So, well, you you were kind of right on both occasions here. I mean, excuse me, where you said like pre 1980. So, okay. in, in pre 1980, he coached in the Rose Bowl. Okay. And then after 1980, sometime after 1980, he coached uh, a Super Bowl win. Wow, Al at uh, oh Barry Switt. No, Barry yeah. Switzer. No. Yeah. No, nope, Barry Switzer did not coach in the in the Rose Bowl. Here we go, and it was their only Super Bowl title. Only Super Bowl title. Oh wow! So far, <laughs> oh Dick Vermeil. Yes, there we go. That's yeah, right. how the, can I forget Dick Vermeil? Yeah. What a what a great guy and another Bay Area guy. You know? Oh, that's right from uh, San Mateo. Yeah, he's from the Napa Valley. Uh, oh, I thought he's from San Mateo. Yeah, yeah. They, they, there's so many people don't realize how many great coaches have come out of the Bay Area. John Madden. Bill Walsh, you know, uh, Dick Vermeil. I mean, the, the list is endless. Yeah. We have uh, a great history and a, and a great legacy here. Yeah. Um, you know? And then now you got to, and you got Tom Brady for coaching. Or, I mean, for That's out right. Being, Tom being Brady a, being came football, out of the peninsula, out of the yeah. San Mateo area. Yeah. No so, so just to kind of give the audience uh, so they, they know who uh, Dick Vermeil is. Uh, so he coached uh, UCLA in 1975 to the Rose right. Bowl, and then the Rams over the Titans in 1999. That was the one with the uh, last second ti- uh, tackle. Last second tackle right. by Mike Jones of the uh, of right. the Tennessee Titans. I was at that game. That's the last Super Bowl I covered. I covered 10 Super Bowls. And that's the last one I covered, and that was an incredible play. That was exciting. Um, it, it was a it was a, a touchdown saving tackle by the Rams uh, yeah. by Mike Jones, who later played with the Raiders. Pretty good linebacker, or actually before he had played, he played with the Raiders before that. Before? Um, okay. Yeah, pretty good ball player. Good. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the NBA. So uh, the so far as we speak, um, the uh, Golden State Warriors are eight zero. I'm sure they could have done better than that. Uh, <laughs> and the Cavs are also eight zero, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. So other than those two teams, who else has a shot? Well, I was thinking that maybe uh, San Antonio did for a while, but they lost Tony Parker to a knee injury, and now Kawhi Leonard uh, is on a bum ankle, and I don't even know if he's going to play or how effective he'll be, so that really limits them. Of course, Tim Duncan retired last year. I just don't think San Antonio – San Antonio might get by and probably will get by Houston because Houston, to me, is a one-dimensional team that defers way too often to James Harden, who is a great player, but – you know, if if you collapse on him enough times, he's he's gonna 
come up short as he did in, in Game Four at uh, San Antonio. I would say it's a collision course. The the uh, Cavaliers have won eight in a row. They're playing really well. Their competition hasn't been quite as good as the Warriors. I think Portland and uh, Utah were better tests. Yeah. But, you know, I think Cleveland and the Warriors, it's going to be a good series. The Warriors right now are playing so well, though, Edward. I think even if Kevin Durant got hurt again or even if Steph Curry got hurt, um, the depth. you know, yeah. they don't have Steve Kerr. Their head coach is out, you know, with, a, yeah. with this back problem, and it, it probably won't come back. I just don't see anybody beating them, even Cleveland. They beat, they beat Cleveland twice this year, and I think after what happened last year, when they got, yeah. they felt they they were robbed because yeah. Draymond Green was was suspended in Game Five for a bogus um, infraction. Yep. It really was bogus. And, and, and Curry takes, Curry never right. got the fouls called on him either. Well, yeah, and then all, on top of that, in, in, lest we forget, I don't want to sound like a like a uh, sour grapes fan, but the Warriors missed their last eleven shots in the seventh game. If they made three of those shots, yeah. or even two of those shots, it would have been a different final. Uh, they probably would have won. And here's the interesting thing, Edward. Had they won, let's say the Warriors won the title, which last year, would they have gone out and, and changed the team completely and gotten Kevin Durant? I don't think so. So what oh, happened them losing last year to the Cavaliers was actually a blessing because it forced them to go out and get a, another piece, and also because they had to let some of their veteran players go. They brought in all these younger players and guys like JaVale McGee and Sean yeah. Livingston still around, and you know Andre Iguodala still around, and, and you got a guy like Patrick McCaw, McCaw who has been yeah. a great yeah. role player. I mean, they're better than they were a year ago. Much yeah. better. That's that's a that's a good point because they got rid of Bogut and Harrison Barnes and Mo Spates. And then uh, on Leo, uh, Leonardo Barbosa. Well, Barbosa, and those yeah. were all good players. But Bogut, you know, how long did he play this year with Cleveland before he got hurt? He was hurt in the first minute. Um, yeah. It was kind of sad. You know, Bogut is a great player when he's healthy, but he's not healthy enough. And Zaza Pachulia is not a spectacular player, but he does all the little dirty things. Uh, he can hit the, the short, medium, short or medium distance jumper. He bodies people. He pushes people around. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll get you 8 to 10 to 12 rebounds a game. And. He'll defer to those other guys. He's a good passer. He's a reasonably good shooter. He's a very good rebounder. He's a good defender. The only thing he can't do is he can't really jump, but he gets position underneath and 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 bodies people. He's a big yeah. dude. I wouldn't want to have to mess with Zaza <laughs> Pachulia. I'll tell you. That's where you get. I mean, it's funny because Dray, Draymond, as I mean, he's not small, but boy, he can sure jump high. Is get those rebounds and, and well, you know what it is. Edward Draymond has the heart of a lion. Yeah, he really does. I mean, people don't like the fact that he's sometimes a little too volatile. But that's who he is, and without him, I don't think the Warriors, not only wouldn't they be the team they are, but I don't think they would be as exciting to watch. I mean, he yeah. makes, you got to remember, Curry and Thompson and Durant are all kind of even-tempered, low-key, yeah. sort of selfless guys, and Draymond is, is, is the straw that stirs the drink. He's kind of like the Reggie Jackson character, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, with all due respect to Reggie Jackson, I think Draymond is, is even better for his team than Jackson was for his. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're talking nine players on a team. You know, the impact well, of what he does. You know, he, yeah. he every night. You know, he's going to go for a triple double, which is amazing. Yeah. He plays shutdown defense. He runs the floor. He pushes the team when they. The Warriors are very effective when they run their fast break. Which it's you know Utah tried to slow him down, and look what happened. Yeah. They were able to do it in spurts, but they couldn't do it in the long run. I mean, Draymond just played out of his gourd in that series. 
Everybody talks about Durant and Curry and Thompson's hot shooting. The MVP of the Warriors is Draymond Green, without question. Anybody who follows the NBA knows that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can definitely see that. It's funny. He, he would drive me crazy when he would throw the ball away too, way too much. But in the, in the series with Utah, he hardly had any turnovers. Well, he averages almost 10 assists a game. I don't think he's throwing the ball away too much to – you've got to remember, he plays on the edge. But yeah. you want a guy who plays on the edge – uh, on a team like that because he kind of drives those other guys who are more sort of under control. So he provides a little bit of the sauce uh, in, the, in the juice. Well, I, yeah, I don't think anybody works harder than he does. I mean, he, no. it, it, uh, he works so him, he hard. A, he was a fat little kid, literally, you know, in high school who couldn't even make his high school team, who was bullied <laughs> by his uh, his uh, older classmates and uh, or bigger classmates. And the guy's turned into one of the best players in the NBA. He, is, he isn't a big guy. He's 6'7", weighs about 230 pounds. But he's got the heart of a lion, and I'm telling you, if he stays healthy against the Cavs, watch out, because I think Cleveland is... LeBron James is a great player, the best in the game, and there's some good supporting players in that team. You know, Kyrie Irving is a very good player, but I just don't think they're in the Warriors League. I really don't. And it, and it showed Edward in the regular season. The Warriors beat him twice in the regular yeah. season. And uh, at that point, I think everybody was pretty healthy, except for, again, they lost Bogut. Uh... Well, it'll be good this time, because last year the Warriors, you know, had... They had peaked, and Steph Curry wasn't healthy, and Draymond Green was kicked out, and Andrew Bogut missed all but the first two games. And the year before that, Kyrie Irving wasn't healthy yeah. for the Cavs, so now maybe we'll have two healthy teams. This could, Hopefully it'll be a good series. I don't think it will be. I think the Warriors will win it in six, and maybe five. I just don't see Cleveland beating this team. I don't see anybody beating the Warriors. Yeah. No, I hear. In fact, it's funny you mentioned about Draymond not, not making his team uh, when he was in high school. Wasn't the same thing with Jordan? He didn't make his... He's like maybe a freshman or something? You know, that I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. Some of the best athletes are guys that have a fire lit under them when they're an early age, and it sort of drives them. Uh, I mean, we all have the potential to do great things, but sometimes we need a kick in the rear end. And if you're a little guy and you're not particularly uh, gifted, uh, or at least it doesn't seem you are, you have to push yourself harder. And that's the beautiful thing about sports. It, it does It can bring out the best in people, and... You know, Draymond in the green is an example of that. He's actually, a, you know, he's a he's a little volatile, but he's a good guy, basically. He's, well, you see him off the right. court, and he seems to, he, he's got his stuff together. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. he's very much into his, you know, his kid, uh, his girlfriend, his passion for the game. I, You know, he got to remember, he's only 26 years old, so he's still not really that old. Yeah. He's yeah, they still, years I mean, uh, they have a few older people, uh, Livingston and all that, but... Uh, Thompson's still pretty young, and, yeah, Thompson's and Curry's 27, pretty young. Steph Curry's twenty. I guess Thompson's yes. Thompson's twenty-seven. Steph Curry's twenty-eight. Kevin Durant is twenty-eight. Yeah, and Draymond Green is twenty-six or twenty-seven at the oldest. The core of this team is actually not even hitting its peak yet. If they can keep the elements together, yeah. and and it's amazing without Steve Kerr there, they haven't missed a. Uh, that's why they brought in Mike yeah. Brown because yeah. Mike Brown is is. You know, he's like a conduit. To, Isn't it weird to be thinking that LeBron is the old man? How much? How old is he now? Thirty. Yeah, I think 32? he's thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah. He's been in the league for about twelve years. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he came right out of high school. Yeah. There's nobody better than him. I mean, he's yeah. he is an amazing player. But you know, the problem with guys that are that good uh, sometimes, and it's true, I think of of a lot of people in the NBA, is they try to take on too much. Look at James yeah. Harden down in Houston. Exactly, and, I, and now the de- defense for other teams is realizing if you just keep oh, your yeah. hands up, then he can't well, do the, you know, what, what do they call it, the pull-through? Yeah, well, that's right. why what Russell Westbrook and the uh, Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder fell uh, pretty quickly, because they didn't have anybody else to go to, or, or nobody else yeah. wanted 
the ball during crunch time, and, and everybody knew that. And, yeah. yeah, he scored 51 points in a game, but so what? Yeah, when you lose and you score 50 points, then that, that tells you a little bit too much, one-dimensional. You know, Tell you what, I Bruce, mean, you're going to cut to he, another. He probably gets the MVP award based on his statistics, but yeah. I don't think that uh, – I think the MVP award goes to Dray- – Draymond. Again, I'm prejudiced because I watch him play every night, know. but I think Draymond Green. Uh, okay, we're going to get to – here, another yeah. uh, trivia question here. Which sport is played on the biggest pitch in terms of area? Ooh, so what's got the largest field, okay? Okay. All right, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101, I'll be right back. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this, so call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800 603-0885 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan, who's on the phone instead of in the studio. I'm, I'm very lonely here today, but not very lonely because I got him on the phone. All right, here is our second uh, trivia question. Which sport is played on the biggest pitch in terms of area? I'm going to say cricket. No, I, you know, that wouldn't have been a bad guess. I mean, I would have soccer. thought it would have been soccer, but that's not it either. You ready? Not soccer, not cricket. Uh, gosh. It's not no. chess. And it's, no. Is it a major sport? Uh, you've heard, you definitely heard of the sport, but it's not really considered that much of a major sport. Is it something to do with, uh, well, I was going to say frisbee throwing or something? <laughs> no, no, but again, it's, that's, that's not a bad guess, though. Uh, what pol- is it? Polo. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah polo is, yeah. That's an interesting sport because it's it's uh, it's played by you know a very specialized group of people and most of those people are very wealthy, uh, not necessarily you know super wealthy, but it's it's a sport that has its traditions in uh, the upper uh, the upper class. Yeah, and it's a rough sport. It's not a it's not a sport for the uh, faint of heart. I mean, there's a lot of chances are you're not going to get hurt, but uh, there's a great potential. You're on a horse and you're whacking a ball with a, you're reaching down and hitting with a club. I mean, a lot of things can happen. Yeah, that mallet, uh, you, you, you aim wrong and <laughs> someone's going to yeah. lose a few teeth. Um, and, and what is it? Like, it's like two against two, isn't it? You know, I, that's a good question. I have never been to a polo match before. Yeah. I think it's more like about seven or eight people. I don't know, you know, if there's a goalie. I don't know the strategy involved yeah. at all. I know nothing about the sport um, other yeah. than just that I've seen it, you know, in the background and, and read a little bit about it. I think it has its origins in England. I believe that's where I think, it started. I think you're right. And also, uh, you know, with, with horses, you figure you have to have kind of a big uh, uh, area. But you know what? Now, you th- now that I think about it, why wouldn't golf be the answer? Well, I guess you could say golf, but, you know, um, a golf course is kind of thin and long. I mean, I don't know. Good question. Yeah, because you got miles worth yeah. of, uh, of golf. You know, maybe it's... The course uh, itself, I, I, you know, you're right. Probably in terms of square footage, uh, a golf course is bigger than a, than a pitch where a, a polo game is played. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe what they consider the golf course covers too many holes. And oh, yeah. It's not just one. But anyway, okay, so moving on to baseball. Ugh. Our, our our local uh, teams are not doing so great, huh? Well, you know, I mean, most of the people listening to this show are not from the Bay Area, so they could care less. But at the same time, they understand, because I'm sure a lot of the folks out there who follow baseball have had to watch some pretty crappy teams. Imagine if you're a fan of the Cleveland Indians or the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those teams are very good now. Yeah. Like, in recent years, you know, even, well, more like recent years, how about for in the, in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s? Yeah. You know, I mean, the... Cleveland had a couple of good teams here and there, and so did the Cubbies, but generally speaking, bad baseball for years. Yeah. So, you know, if the Giants have a rough season or the A's, you know, just continue to recycle young players and get rid of them as soon as they get to be good and, you know, bring in more journeymen, that's just, that's not that big a deal, I don't think. But how could, how could Madison Bumgarner just do, you know, dirt biking on off days? I mean... Well, he's a big he's a big kid, you know. He's twenty. What is he? Twenty six, twenty seven years old, and I mean, he's not that much older than a teenager, and he's got a lot of energy. And one of his favorite things was to get on a on a motorcycle and and you know roll around in the dirt with it. And uh, unfortunately, chances were he wasn't going to get hurt, but uh, just the wrong thing happened. He hit some uh, some gravel at the wrong time and and sprawled headlong and. Injured his pitching shoulder. I mean, you talk about bad luck. Yeah. I mean, when I, okay, so when I when I used to bowl and bowl in tournaments, I mean, literally for two days beforehand, 
I did hardly anything. Really? You know? Yeah, because I, I knew the, the sort of shape that I'd need to be in to, to you know, bowl well in a tournament. I didn't want to screw around, you know, like fixing things around the house or playing basketball with my friends or that sort of thing. I mean, it was really? just, yeah. No, I, I, I never just, thought of bowling as, I know. I knew it was more of a skill, but I never thought of it as something you really had to be that much in shape for. Uh, well, it wasn't so much like, you know, you know, lifting weights and stuff like that. But, you, you know, you had to make sure you didn't do something stupid to uh, hurt your back. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's or, or, my, or, your, or your bowling hand or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know who was a good bowler who was a baseball player? We're on the topic of baseball. Is was a good friend of mine who pitched with the Giants and the Texas Rangers and the Boston Red Sox for a good number of years, John Burkett, back in the 90s. Oh, is that right? Oh, that's right. I do remember yeah. that. In fact, I watched a bowling uh, show not too long ago where they had various players and Mookie Betts from the Red Sox. Wow, okay. He was really good. I was surprised that, you know, I was told Chris Paul was pretty good, but when I watched him bowl, it's like, nah, he's not so good, but Mookie Betts was very good. Really? Well, the interesting thing about John Burkett, if you watched his, the way he kind of uh, approached his windup when he started, yeah. he'd, he'd bend over. It was almost like he was going into that whole um, approach that you, you, you yeah. begin with when you start to wind up and, and, uh, and throw the ball down the lane. Uh-huh. So, you know, I asked him about that. I said, does it help you to, to bowl in terms of, you know, your pitching a, a, your pitching opportunities and, and uh, skills? And he said, yeah, it does. I mean, every, everything you do, and I think it's interesting to note that some of the best athletes – are the are the ones who can play a lot of different Multiple sports. sports. Yeah, and it, to me, it's sad. Edward, I don't mean to get go off on a tangent about this, but I will say that a lot of kids today are pushed by their parents in one direction yeah. only, and they you can only play football, no baseball, no no basketball. You know, when I was a kid, everybody played everything in, in the yeah. sport in season, and we had a good time. Now you got kids in these. Travel, travel leagues, leagues yeah. and, and special teams, and and no wonder their shoulders or elbows get burnt out if they're pitchers by the time they're 22. But what happens if you're in a sport that really doesn't have like a travel team? I mean, then don't you play the other sports? Or no, they, I, I think a lot of kids still do, but I think the, yeah. a lot of the great athletes, unfortunately, are pushed into one sport early. Especially, think about it, if you come from a poor background and that's your way out of the, the ghetto or out of the, you know, the fringe neighborhood, uh, you're going to really put everything you have into that, especially if it's you know football or basketball. And that's why these camps and these teams are so important to some of these kids. But the flip side of that is, you it becomes more of a job at an early age. Yeah. You know, I, I hate yeah. to say I hate to use Tiger Woods as an example, but there's a guy who was playing golf at such an early age he was like a machine. But you knew he was going to burn out eventually, and he did. And he, you know, the guys that are his age right now that are still pretty good golfers, he's done. He's finished. And he's what forty one. He was born in 1975, so or 74, okay. I believe. Okay. So he's 43. Well, okay, so he's almost ready for the senior circuit, anyway. Oh, well, not quite, though. I mean, there been a lot of. I remember uh, Jack Nicklaus uh, won his last uh, Masters or U.S. Open when he was well into his 40s. I mean, Tiger Woods, huh. since he turned about 35, has, has been beset by well, a true. lot of injury, injury problems yeah. that are a result of, of overuse of, of too much uh, time spent playing one sport. That's yeah, I guess because yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think about that like working out at the gym, and you got to make sure that you do a whole bunch of different kinds of exercises so that you all your uh, muscles and tendons well, are limber. There's another problem too. I think Tiger spent too much time at the gym. I think you know yeah. a lot of, with the exception of football, yeah. and to a lesser degree boxing. You yeah. know, athletes don't should not be into weightlifting. Yeah, I agree. A, in terms of doing it hardcore. 
Um, no, you're you right. You don't need that kind of muscle mass. As a matter of fact, it's better not to have it yep. because you'll have a, less of an opportunity to pull a muscle. Well, I remember mentioning this uh, in previous shows. I had heard that uh, Kareem Jabbar, Abdul Jabbar, did not get hurt uh, hardly at all during his career. And one of the reasons they, when they asked him, they said he says, I don't go to the gym. I don't lift weights. The only thing I do is I do what they call the heavy rope. Like jump rope with which, yeah. if you've ever done that, that well, is you know what very he also difficult. Did? He also did something that all of us should do: yoga, which would really yeah. relax the body and the mind, and that is stretch a lot. Stretch, um, yeah. Because when you stretch, you strengthen your bones, and you loosen your muscles, and everything moves a lot more fluidly. And uh, I think a lot of Americans, if they would just do simple stretches, would find that a lot of back aches and and and, and uh, lower body leg aches would would be lessened. I know I do. I'm six. I'm about to turn sixty five. Tomorrow's my sixty first. Hey, congrats! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I get the back aches and the leg aches and the hip aches. But you know what I do is I stretch it out. I I've been doing that for a number of years, and swimming is good. It's really yeah. important to stretch. Stretching well, is, is, yeah, is. I mean, how, how much vital. of how much of your uh, surfing? Is, you know, you that's know, part that's of it. Swimming uh, is, is a great sport because it, it is very relaxing. You're in a weightless environment, and you're yeah. using every muscle, literally. I mean, you're using every muscle in your body, with the exception of maybe your jaw, unless you're talking to the seals. Like, oh, 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 come over here. Say hi to me. Oh, oh, oh. Actually, our, the weather here has gotten a lot better. It was really nasty for a long time. So are you getting back into the water? You know, this time of year is not really a good time to go surfing. The weather's changing. Um, the fog is coming on shore. The waves are smaller. Uh, uh, it's not a real between April and June and July. It's kind of the bad time. But there are days where you can find a, a good swell. But it's just not. It's not as prevalent as it is during the winter or the fall. Yeah, yeah. Well, the fall would be great because then the weather's good for you to go out. But the wintertime's tough because it's just not so good. <laughs> well, we get uh, outside of this year when we had this incredible series of storms. You know, we we usually have plenty of nice days in between the storms. Yeah, and when things calm down, that's when you want to go out there. When the wind when the wind is not blowing, when the waves are good size. You know, not too big. I I don't like to go out in anything over about eight feet anymore. But um, you know, we. There's several beaches around here I can go out and you know and find six to eight foot waves and just have a great time in the winter time. The only thing you need is you need a good wetsuit, um, and if you have that, you're fine. Uh, the water temperature is about in the winter time it gets down into the low 50s. But since we've had this uh, atmospheric change with the climate change and the droughts and everything else, there have been a couple of years where the temperature of the water did not go down. And it's interesting a lot of the marine life changed too. A lot of the marine life that was living in the south part of the state came up north and a lot of the stuff that was normally here went up north to washington and oregon so um we were lucky though in that uh, if you like to surf the water was a little bit warmer so that kind of you know was one of the blessings of having this climate change yeah well i remember the il ninos a few years ago where there, oh, was, yeah. there was a lot of um, huge marine life that came into california yeah, waters yeah. well we forget that the uh you know 70 percent of the world is covered with this ocean which yeah. uh, contains you know, most of the life on the planet Earth, and, and we, we just aren't in contact with it that much until we go out into it. And even then, we're usually on a boat. That's why I love surfing is because you're, you're really out there with it. You don't see it as much as maybe somebody who goes diving, but, uh, you know, I've seen seals and dolphins and even sharks, uh, and it's a perfectly safe environment out there. It really is. People say, oh, no, no, you, a shark can bite you. You know, your chances of being bitten by a shark are about one-tenth as much of a chance of being hit by a bolt of lightning. Yeah, I've been going out surfing for 40-some-odd years. I've seen two sharks in my life, and one of them I was 
swimming out of the water, and it was maybe 100 yards away, and I didn't even know it was a shark till later. And the other one, I was on shore, and I had gotten out, and it was a young shark who had just breached the water and was grabbing a fish. Huh. And it was pretty spectacular. Uh, oh, if bad. they wanted to get more people, they would. They, there's plenty of food for them to eat as it is. Well, they don't like the, the taste of us either. That's why when they ah, bite, they let yeah, go. Well, most of us that they do take a chomp off are wearing uh, neoprene wetsuits, and that doesn't taste too good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when you, when you turn 65, are you going to go into uh, uh, the over 65 uh, surfer uh, tournaments? Uh, you know, I, I have never been competitive in, in, in surfing. It's a, it's a recreational sport. It's like uh, any other kind of recreational sport. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I took part in all the sports up until I was well into my 30s. I played a lot of recreational sports even into my early 40s. But now the only thing I really enjoy doing is, is hiking, surfing, or mountain biking, and, you know, a lot of stretching, and that's that's. That's more than enough for me. That's all your. It's all uh, non-team sports. Yeah. Well, you know, I, playing a team, you got to have time. I, I my hours are weird, and you know, yeah, I, broadcasting has always been a weird profession. It keeps you working in the evenings or on the weekends, and uh, even though my hours are not that demanding anymore, I'm still working mostly at night or on the weekends. Okay. Hey, Bruce, we're going to cut to our last commercial break, if you can believe that. Oh, I. Okay. This is, kind of, this is kind of an interesting one here. All right. Which sport? Did George Washington play with his troops? Ah. That's kind of an interesting one. Uh, For the audience out there, email edward at sportsecon101.com to answer this question. Which sport did George Washington play with his troops? And don't touch that dial because we are going to be right back with some closing comments. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. 
You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101 Lost Hand. For today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan on the phone. Next week, he will be in the studio. He promises. I promise. Uh, promise. Okay. (laughs) Here's our last trivia question. Which sport did George Washington play with his troops? God, I was going to say something like golf or horse racing or... Um, it, was, it was a sport that you actually mentioned earlier in the show. Oh, uh, wow. Cricket? Yes. Yeah, now, cricket, think... cricket has its origins in England, and it, it goes back, I believe, all the way back to, say, the 15th or 14th century. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's a much different right. game then than it is today. But baseball is kind of a, a relative of cricket, and they used to play a thing called, I think it was called town ball, yeah, or, or yeah, rounders. Rounders, yeah. yeah that's that's another game that's kind of like uh, cricket and kind of like baseball, but not. It's sort of a hybrid. But but uh, baseball has been played in the, in this country since wow, you know, since the eighteen thirties. Yeah, right? well, yeah. before then, you know, I mean, a version of baseball version, was played yeah. during the revolutionary days. It just wasn't. You know, real popular. I, I wonder how. I wonder the difference between cricket in George Washington's time and tr- cricket now. Well, I'm sure there are a lot of different little subtleties. I'll say this: you know, baseball was really popularized during the Civil War. A lot of the yeah. Union um, prisoners of war, for instance, uh, played the game, and the Southern guards, uh, you know, would pick it up and they would get into it, and it became a very popular sport in the South as partly as a result of that. Believe it or not. Um, Interesting. The Civil War, you know, changed America in a lot of different ways, and that was one of them. Baseball was popularized by the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, and, and the first professional baseball team, the Cincinnati Red Stockings, played their first series of games in 1869. Yep, so, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a simple, uh, it's not that long ago. It just seems like a long time it's, ago. It, it's, you know, it a couple does. generations it, back. But, uh, so, Bruce, we got we to cut out. We're, we're hey, getting yeah, over time okay. here. Okay, here's our thoughts <laughs> for the day. Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. I like that. (laughs) And opportunity does not knock. It presents itself when you beat down the door. I like that one, too. I'm going to beat that door down. (laughs) Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.